This is the OK Outcast Podcast, your home for Oklahoma political intrigue and insight. Hey, Chris, how are you doing today? Can't complain. Got rain. And it's just amazing how that rain and then that sunshine makes the garden grow. I love it. So you and I both love to be kind of weird. You live in a rural area. You have a very professional job. I have a very professional job. I like to garden. You live amongst chickens and wildlife and everything. Why is it that we professionals like to, after a day of working hard, we don't do something like, I don't know, go to a fancy uh, overpriced bar and want to just go play in the dirt? Well, we are politicos, so we're known to roll around in the dirt a bit. Yeah, I would agree (laughs) with that. (laughs) If uh, if you play in politics, you better be prepared to get your hands dirty. That's just the way of things. Yeah, I, I, I prefer getting my hands dirty in actual dirt. <laughs> As do I. Uh, but the good news is my uh, onions are doing well. And this is my first year to grow onions. And you guys got some chicks over at your place. How are they doing? Oh, the chicks are coming along. Um Got got a lot of good fresh eggs, so can't complain. And once these uh, chicks grow up a little, we'll have a lot more eggs. And honestly, folks, if you've never had a farm fresh egg, treat yourself. Get a dozen farm fresh eggs from your local farmer's market uh, or wherever you live. It, it just, oh, it, they're, it, it they're so much better. So much better. They've got flavor, like a real full flavor. Um, and also what's neat, is, um, you know, unlike the store-bought eggs, um, you know, since they're not already washed off, uh, they're already covered in, like, a, a fluid that creates, like, a, a a seal on the eggs. So you can just, like, leave them out on the counter for weeks. Did you know that American eggs, like, from a grocery store can't be sold in, uh, like, most of the rest of the world because they wash that fluid off? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I get it. Because it it requires refrigeration if you wash that uh, wash that sealant off of there. So um, there's still a lot of the world where uh, you know refrigeration's still a luxury. <laughs> yeah, and uh, why do you think it is that we in America wanted to wash off that precious sealant that lets us not have to refrigerate? What do you what do you think the reasoning is? The Food and Drug Act. <laughs> um, just the, you know, we, we started almost over-regulating stuff in the 30s because of, um, you know, so much danger that consumers were facing in the marketplace. And I think we may have overcorrected a little and uh, we've kind of limited people's choices in some ways that kind of antithetical to... America being the land of the free, but uh, that's okay. Well, we got, uh, I saw Oklahoma City recently passed uh, an ordinance to allow backyard chickens. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
I don't think we're going to be raising any chickens. We don't really have the room, what with my garden and all. So, but anywho, I suppose we should move on to more serious topics. We should. And uh, on that front, uh, our being our legislative expert in Oklahoma, uh, what's going on in the Oklahoma legislature right now, Chris? Well, there is uh, a fun thing coming up, which lobbyists, legislators, and uh, staff all look forward to, and that is Sinedie. Now, how do we say it in Oklahoma, though? Sinedie. Oh, yeah, that is correct. <laughs> um, so if you want to say it correctly, do your best. Uh, Andrea Bercelli impression. Sinedie. <laughs> yeah, Sinedie. Uh, 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 <laughs> or uh, so, or just yeah. be an Okie and say Sinedie. Um, well, sunny die just means it's time to say goodbye. Appropriate. Ha ha. <laughs> and I, uh, it, I we, we have a contest amongst all of us every year. Bets are made. Uh, and the date certain is May 28th this year. However, every year they say we're going to adjourn early because basically uh, Sina Dia is adjourning like for a long time. Um, it's it's so, the, the end of session if we're just going to, you know, <laughs> make it, I, easy. I, it. Yes. Okay. Uh, should I not go into a lecture on Latin? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, um, there are multiple predictions. I'm calling May 19th. Brittany, not being an OKC, what do you think? You know, um, May 19th sounds reasonable. Um, where are they on the budget negotiations, though? Because isn't that ultimately the thing that always ends up holding everything up at the end? Well, this year it's that and weed. Okay. Well, what's going uh, on? What's going on first on the budget front, and then let's talk about weed. Okay. So on the budget front, uh, the answer is always as it is every year. Budget negotiations don't happen in public. Uh, most most things you you can kind of uh, you, uh, the important thing to remember is. You can't do a public information request on anything legislative. They're immune at the state and federal level. So the honest answer is I don't actually know, but they have more money this year, so it should be a little smoother. Yeah, I would I would imagine more money always makes it smoother because then you're not having to fight over who has to take the the biggest cut to their budget, like most Oklahoma years. <laughs> yes. And uh, the, the only problem with when, when you have a little bit more money than uh, you normally have is everybody clambers for the extra money. So uh, it, it, it's sort of a pendulum, you know, you, you have too little money. So who's going to get cut. You have 
more money than expected. So who is going to get that, uh, that sweet, sweet money? Well, um, you know, based on the way the governor stood administration's been running, I'm sure they can find some rich buddies to uh, share that with. <laughs> oh, absolutely they can. <laughs> I, I mean, he his creativity knows no bounds when it comes to... Although, although Brent Swadley might be off the table right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and for those of you not in the know, the whole Swadley fiasco is a barbecue joint that got a whole bunch of state contracts for parks around the states and then they like charge the state for a whole bunch of money um that the state had to pay so that they could always make a profit and now their punishment is they're just getting a one-time payment forever of three billion dollars that really sucks for a business Brittany. they they were getting that every year and now they're only getting it once i mean how unfair is that to swadley's whatsoever will they do with only three million dollars i i don't know i mean they'll, they'll probably have to go live in a shack down by the river <laughs> hey don't tell anybody about my location <laughs> <laughs> The, the only thing I would point out on the weed deal, because I'm not going to go through every uh, bill because that would be extremely tedious, is prepackaging. And that is HB 4287. And what that would essentially do is, as a grower, you would have to put all your weed in three-ounce packaging before you shipped it out um and what's, a side issue what's the reason sorry. that what's the reason somebody would push that bill what are they justifying that as uh safety precautions um and a mutual friend of ours is pushing that bill um i'm not going to name names but uh you know he's pushing it and you know, it's it's part of what a um, national uh, incorporation corporation uh, uh, called Metric is doing. So, Metric in Oklahoma, if you want your weed tested, so that it can go to market and it should be tested. I want to state that clearly. Weed should be tested. You don't want a bunch of weed with pesticides and other stuff like that in it. That's bad. Yeah, absolutely. One of one of the big selling points of bringing weed into the legal market was to uh, ensure the safety of the product and and make sure that it could be regulated properly. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not opposed to metric. What I'm opposed to is that metric wants. A monopoly in Oklahoma. Now, if you go to any given store, you can choose the brand you want to buy. Do you want Jiffy? Cool. Uh, you want Peter Pan? Cool. You want the store brand peanut butter? You want that weird organic peanut butter that has the oil on top that you have to mix in? Those are your choices. And 
you get to make those. And so I think that, yes, the government should say, can some businesses have a, uh, like, be, be basically, you know, a best practice list and uh, we have the OMA, they can go through that and pick, like, you know, their selected labs. But if you only have one lab, they then control the market. And I would argue that's not fair. Well, it would seem like if only one lab is doing the testing, it would introduce uh, potential for corruption, as maybe some growers could get a leg up on the market by making a deal with that lab to only only approve their product and not other people's. Um, so yeah, I could see how there would be an, an issue if you're going to require only one lab get all the business. So wait, Brittany, you're saying that somehow there could be some corruption in politics? I, I no, you're blowing my mind here. <laughs> and in regulating <laughs> industries? Never. <laughs> oh no, um, there's there's never any fiscal motivation behind anything. It's just for the good of the people. Uh, so for the people, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> we the people for the people and they have to ensure domestic tranquility. That's important. Um, so speaking of constitution and national news and stuff, I'm going to turn to you because you like the national stuff better. I cover state. Brittany covers national. She enjoys it more the state legislature pisses her off. Would that be accurate? Well, I mean, I, I try to follow both, but uh, I definitely have more of an eye towards the national level, I think, than you do, since my business and work life affords me that a little more, you know, whereas you have to be focused on the legislature since that's where you do a lot of your work. Um, and and of so course... Your, your your girl... Clo yeah, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go, you know, you go ahead. No, no, I was going to say your girl, Cloby, uh, Amy Klobuchar, Senator Amy Klobuchar, had something to say about a Supreme Court decision. And, you know, that's your girl. Yeah. And if, yeah. Well, so well, and, and he's he, for the for the listeners out there, he's saying Cloby's my girl because, A, I spend half my year in Minnesota and half my year in Oklahoma. So Klobuchar is my senator. Um, and I also supported her run for president in 2020. And man, she has been making the rounds uh, this week, which is great to see because she's out there being a leader right now when we need them. Um, and I'm sure all of you have now heard the news that um, the Supreme Court opinion uh, that is going to be outlawing Roe v. Wade and is likely to be official in June uh, was leaked to the press this week uh, to a reporter at Politico. And in that draft opinion, uh, drafted by Justice, it's not uh, not Scalia, the, uh, the, the other one. Scalia's dead now. Um, yeah, he came back from the dead today. Uh, <laughs> oh, why am I blanking on his name all of a sudden? Uh, stage fright. <laughs> 
Uh, Alito. Alito. Sorry. Yeah, Alito. Um, So in Justice Alito's uh, draft opinion, which this is a February draft, so very, very likely to not really be the final draft, but is probably going to carry a lot of the same tone. Um, He makes very clear that uh, that he and the the five justices that appear to be in the majority on this believe that Roe v. Wade was wrongly decided and they are going to completely overrule it. Um, and what's particularly important about, this is important on many levels. Uh, first off, there are 22 or 23 states in America that have laws on the books right now that the minute Roe v. Wade is overruled by the Supreme Court, abortion will be completely illegal in those states, and Oklahoma is one of them. Um, Oklahoma functionally has still had some a couple of abortion clinics in operation, but you know has been very close to almost having no abortion services already. Um, mm-hmm. So, so from a practical standpoint, there are people in Oklahoma already having to deal with the effects of the attacks on Roe over the years. Um, but this is a really particularly problematic because the the case. So Roe v. Wade wasn't just about abortion; it was also about a fundamental right to privacy and the fundamental right to have medical procedures without the government involving itself. And what's striking about Alito's opinion is the degree to which they seem to be repudiating the idea that a fundamental right to privacy even exists. And and so this can have massive implications um, because that that fundamental privacy right underlies a lot of jurisprudence, such as the Obergfell decision that said gay marriage was legal and it was unconstitutional to prevent gay marriage. Um, it will have impacts on some of these laws surrounding um, access to uh, gender affirmation treatments for transgender youth and young adults. A lot of these laws that are trying to outlaw that would clearly be unconstitutional post Roe v. Wade, but in a in a world where Roe v. Wade has been overturned, uh, those kind of statutes might be upheld, and it might the Supreme Court might say it's fully okay for states to regulate away trans people's rights to uh, seek coverage and health care. So it just touches on many aspects of life. It's a huge decision. And, you know, something that Senator Klobuchar has been pointing out as she's made the rounds on CBS and The Daily Show, Roe v. Wade was a 7-2 decision by the Supreme Court. And six of the justices who voted in favor of Roe v. Wade had been appointed by Republican presidents. So the idea that Roe v. Wade was some kind of liberal attack on America is just completely ridiculous. And um, 
it just doesn't doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> um, so um, this is going to have wide ranging implications. And obviously, you know, there will be states where it will remain legal because Roe v. Wade didn't just, you know, didn't say that states couldn't have their own laws on this. It just said, um, you know, that that states couldn't outlaw abortion because it's a fundamental right. And America is about to be one of the first countries to go backwards on a fundamental right after determining it was a fundamental right. So very big deal. Um, from, so that's the legal side of it. Um, so uh, do you want to hear more about maybe the political aspect of it? So uh, I do. And before you go into that, I want to point out that, uh, uh, you know, I'm the poll guy, that it's incredibly popular amongst Americans. You know, obviously it varies by state, but the uh, Oklahoma legislature has lined up a bunch of bills that are basically uh, will immediately outlaw abortion because they're already passed. So as soon as if Roe v. Wade is overturned, abortion is illegal in Oklahoma. So yep. that's all I've got. Yeah, absolutely. Oklahoma right there on the chopping block right away. Yep. Now, this did surprise me because I thought that the, that the conservative justices might realize from a strategic standpoint that this could hurt Republicans going into the midterms. Um, I kind of thought the Supremes might find a way to continue chipping away at Roe v. Wade without full-throatedly overturning it, um, because it's something that keeps their base motivated, and as long as it's not fully overruled, it's easy for people in the middle of the road to think that it's not actually under threat and that, you know, it doesn't really motivate the Democratic base if they think it's not really getting overruled. Um, but now it's very clear, and it's pretty clear from the response uh, of many of my friends in social media that this is a big wake-up call, that our rights are on the line, and um, I think it could be a real gift to Democratic candidates moving forward, because even in Oklahoma, most people don't believe abortion should be fully outlawed. The bills that have passed the Oklahoma legislature are more extreme than where most Oklahomans actually stand on the issue. So even in a place like Oklahoma, I think it's going to give Democratic candidates a real chance to differentiate themselves and possibly motivate people who haven't been showing up to vote for years. Yeah, I would say, hey, Oklahoma, if you want um, women's rights and weed, then get out and vote. Yes, vote for candidates of any party that are pro-choice and pro-cannabis. <laughs> These things should uh, go together. <laughs> they, they, they do. In fact, uh, I think maybe abortion clinics should just hand out a joint. God knows those <laughs> women need it. <laughs> so uh, okay. So I, do, I yeah. think I think this could be a gift um, from a political standpoint. I am hopeful. 
And I something I've really pushed, and I I'd like to see some some organizations jump out on this. Why not run an initiative petition to create a constitutional amendment in Oklahoma that says reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy are fundamental constitutional rights? Uh, I think a lot of Oklahomans would agree that the government should stay out of our medical decisions. Most Oklahomans I know just don't want government m making their lives harder. So um, I think there's there's real opportunity there to go on offense on this issue, finally. Yeah, and most women don't want people poking around their vaginas unless it's an OBGYN. Uh, it was my understanding. And, then, and that's not and, even And even, even then enjoyable. they don't like it. <laughs> I, I know I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know that I've never heard a woman be like, I'm super stoked. I'm going to see my OBGYN today. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I do uh, remember making a joke about it back when I ran for office. <laughs> I think it, uh, yes. it, it made it into the Oklahoma Gazette's chicken fried news. Uh, after Sally Kern had been calling me a confused it. And I tweeted as I was in the lobby at my OBGYN's office, like, yep, just waiting to see my OBGYN for my annual checkup. Hashtag confused it. <laughs> <laughs> you got the jokes. Hey. Got the jokes. So, hey, I, um, you know, I'm glad that yeah. we're able to talk about this and put a positive spin on it because... Man, there has been some doom and gloom in social media, but I hope folks will know that, you know, every, every, every time things get pushed backwards, it's an opportunity to remobilize and push things back forwards. Absolutely agreed. You can never lose hope. Any other national news you want to cover? I think that about wraps it up uh, on my end here. Um, do you have anything you need to plug? Anything going on with Orca? We are plugging away with uh, everything we're doing and working hard to expand medical rights for patients and make legalization happen. Because if, and so our state question numbers are, and, and well, I do have a little bit of news here. Um, the Supreme Court went ahead and let us get through our two petitions, and that is 818-818, that's the medical one, and 819-819, that is the legalization. This brings in so much revenue. So once we actually get to circulate, there's a long process, and we will certainly be letting you know. And you're, and you're now just waiting on, waiting on Secretary of State to, to clear you to circulate now? Yes, that's correct. So, cool. uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're excited. We're working hard behind the scenes. And so we, uh, we, we deal with a number of different agencies. Uh, if you ever want to circulate an initiative petition, uh, A, don't. It's hard, <laughs> but the uh, hire some professionals because if, if you try to go in, unless you're doing something like it in a city, if you're trying to change a municipal ordinance, yeah, you could probably do it. But if, if you're trying to do something statewide that affects the constitution, 
you need intelligent lawyers. Brittany, you like intelligent lawyers. I do. I prefer the intelligent ones. <laughs> yes. Um, and you you need, you know, a a really strong community around you. I am not a lawyer. I just play one on TV. But uh, the, the important thing is when stepping into the minefield of the world of petitions, you need professional help. You need lawyers. You need campaign consultants. You need a fundraising Get professional base. help, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, on that note, I know we both have a lot going on. Um, so we'll uh, wrap this one up and uh, we'll be back with you guys next week. And I will close with the aforementioned Andrea Bocelli. See you in the end.